Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Welcome to the Vineyard Church of Central Illinois. My name is Samuel Warden. This is my wife, Kirsten Warden. We are so thankful to be doing Vineyard Live. But what I'm more excited about are these four people in the room. We've got two Rev students. Uh, we got two Rev leaders, ex-Rev pastor, who's <laughs> awesome, Brandon. Um, if you don't know what Rev is, it's our youth group at um, the Urbana campus. Um, I'm so excited for today. Yes, but before special shout-outs. Yeah, special shout-outs. But before we get started, we're going to do something different. Are you guys ready? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually going to give a shout-out to the people behind the cameras and audio. So if we could, get some love on Rich yeah. at Camera One. What's up, Rich? Hey. We've also got Ryan, the legend, yeah. at cameras two and three. Running two cameras. And then we've actually got someone right now who's on a mobile camera, John. Lit. What's up, John? Look at this guy. And then, of course, we've got the people in the back, the audio team, who make everything possible. Christina and Chris. Yes. You guys are amazing. Love you guys. But seriously, everything that you're seeing online right now, all we're doing is talking. They yes. are doing everything else. They're absolutely amazing. So, yeah, we love you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. Yeah. yeah, we are so excited to be here in person, real live humans in a room together. Yeah. We're so I haven't excited seen mine you're forever. Here. I know, it's been so long. Um, and we have just had an amazing time. And if you're watching uh, in a group or alone, you're actually invited into this conversation. Yes. Um, we say it like this in Rev, hit us up in the comments. Like, oh. let us know that you're here. Let us know that you're watching. If you're watching on a screen, take a picture. Tag yeah. the Vineyard Church. We want to see that you, <laughs> that you are watching right now and you're here with us. But this series has been so good, guys. Like, so good. Yeah, Literally, Julie, first week, coming in with the heat mm -hmm. that your mouth matters and your words have weight. Yeah, Honestly, so such a powerful message. Into Dye's powerful message about communion and that demonstration mm -hmm. was like literally if you did not melt That's like I, I honestly don't know what's wrong yeah. with it um and then putty publicly apologizing for his chaos Thank God. from more love more power right like <laughs> finally but seriously <laughs> but seriously his amazing timely take on psalms 23 was yeah. so good mm -hmm. and then mike last week that we mm. actually have a grace to listen which is so hard to hear but also so good yeah. and today we're excited to pick up kind of where they left off yeah we're and, talking about being in the middle yeah and when I think about fresh bread, honestly, I have a very vivid high school memory. And I first off have to apologize to Taylor as a teacher for this story. Yeah, right. <laughs> and don't take my my yeah. advice in this Even, at all. Don't do this, bro. Do but not. here I was uh, in in an advanced biology class. And I should also state that like um, this was not very advanced. Okay, I'm a senior. This was three other people in the class. And we were using the freshman year regular biology book. Um, but taking a little extra time on it, okay? So I should also state that I loved school. You it did. was a good time. However, I was there for other reasons, like making friends, playing sports, somewhat of an education, yes, in that order. It just is what it is. Here we find ourselves, advanced biology, we're making bread. Mm. Now, I don't know what section this was in, maybe making yeast, again, don't remember. Irrelevant, honestly. But... 
we're in this time where we're actually going to make fresh bread. This should have been a one-day event, but I actually had a little bit of other plans. So as we're adding the ingredients, I'm just slipping some extra things in as we go. And obviously, it didn't work. Like, it just didn't work. And this lasted for two weeks. Yep. That's right, two weeks of advanced biology, we made bread. And it was the best time ever. And honestly, I feel bad now, Taylor. Again, I feel bad. I feel bad the for this. The teacher in her is like struggling right yes. now. I feel bad about this. But I remember my teacher sitting there going, I, I mean, we added in all the right ingredients, right? Like we followed all the right steps. But there we stood, all four of us, looking at this bowl, going, what went wrong. And if I were to be honest, I feel this picture right now. Since we are halfway through the year 2020, as we look at this bowl of a year and say, what will happen next? I mean, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I don't love the process of things. Right. I don't love the like, just wait, just chill, mm -hmm. just see how this plays out. I like to see the task, the goal, whatever it is. And I like to win. I like the one plus one equals two simple. Yeah. And honestly, this year has been anything but that. It's like, how much crazy could we actually fit into this year? And we find ourselves in the middle of the year going, oh my gosh, what will happen next? I know for you guys, I'm sure you're like, you know, Maya, you just graduated. Huh. Ethan, you're in the middle of high school. I'm sure you guys are like, um, will we go back to school in the fall? It's a real thing. And yeah. I know for you parents out there, you're going like, Dear Jesus, will they go back to school in the fall? It's real. We're all feeling that. And for business owners and people yeah. who have jobs, I, I know you guys are looking at, like, will this ever mm. return to normal? And for other people, we're looking at the centuries worth of injustice in our nation going, will this ever change? Yeah. But wow. here we are finding ourselves in the middle. And yeah. honestly, the middle is messy. Mm -hmm. The middle is tough. The middle feels like we don't have the solution. And this process we're in, this process requires one thing from us, and it requires us to trust. Now, trust is a really small word, mm -hmm. but so much harder yeah. to actually attain. Yes. Yeah. Right now, That's for us, important. we are in the middle of trusting God uh, for a house. We're a small or a growing family with two small kids, and we're, we're mm -hmm. asking the Lord, like, we would really like to be in a house together. And with a growing ministry, we want a place not for just our kids to grow up, yeah. but you know, for our students to come and have community. And this has been such a yeah. hard time. Actually, I've had to move my like credit score app and my like realtor app <laughs> into a folder on my phone that says trust Jesus. Cause yeah. I'd find myself like <laughs> clicking anxiously, like, Okay, did anything change? Every five minutes. You know, it was a mess. Every five, literally <laughs> every five minutes. But trust requires us to say, God, I know that you're actually here mm -hmm. with us. You're in the middle with us, even yeah. though the middle is messy. Do you mind reading, Taylor, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 in the Passion? This is such a powerful, powerful verse. So yeah. go ahead. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do. And he will lead you wherever you go. So yeah, good. it's so Such good. good I mean, that part about with all your heart, rely on him and he will guide you and lead you in every decision you make. Aren't you so thankful? You don't have to make a single decision alone. Yeah, so like Taylor in wedding planning right now. <laughs> 
right? Brandon, in raising your kids, we don't actually have to make a yeah. single decision alone. It's so good. But we're actually going to spend a lot of our time today looking at John 11. And a little context, uh, Martha and Mary are first introduced in John 10, and they actually invite Jesus into their home. And you see that there's so much love between Jesus, Martha, and Mary. They're, they're just really good friends. And we yeah. pick up in John 11 where they send an urgent message to Jesus that Lazarus is ill. So let's pick that up in John 11, 5. If you have your phone or a Bible, click there, flip there, or just view the magical words beneath us as we go on. <laughs> Okay, so here we are. Yeah. Now Jesus loved Martha mm -hmm. and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he left immediately, urgently to find where Lazarus was. Hold on, does everybody is everybody reading that's this right now? That's not my translation. That's how we want to hear nope. it. But this is what it says. It says John 11, verse 6. It says, so when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed mm. two days longer. Yeah. in the place where he was. He stayed two days longer. You want to talk about a messy middle? That had to be messy. Mm. I can actually visually see Martha and Mary going, okay, if we sent for Jesus yesterday, surely he would show up today. Mm. Or, you know, even questioning, like, I thought we were good friends. Yeah. Where are you, Jesus? Mm -hmm. And we can't just look at this as yeah. a story in the Bible. We have to remember that, man, this is real life. Yeah. And we feel that right now as mm -hmm. we look at buying a house and, and all this stuff. We're going, okay, we've been praying. We've been asking. Mm -hmm. This is tough. This is hard. And honestly, one plus one does not look like the equation right now. And honestly, the middle is just messy. Yeah. And I think that's like the crazy part about this whole thing is like trust is so like needed in this season. Now, when I think about the middle, it, it is messy. But I think about it being mandatory. And I feel like after hearing how messy it is, it's like, I don't want something to be mandatory. I don't know about you. I'm like, if it's messy, I'm out. Like, I don't want to do it. But it's so mandatory. And I've just found that, like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That, like, the middle is, in fact, mandatory. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to put it in an example that, you know, Taylor and I can really relate to. I know you like to travel. I know you like to travel. I think you like to travel, right? Yeah. Kind of. I mean, you're like, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is, right? Yeah. But traveling, like I love to travel, but not in a car. Now, if you're married, you know why. It is so real. Every emotion comes to the surface in a car ride. You argue, you laugh, it just bubbles up. You apologize more than you ever have in your life. Like car rides are just not fun. But I love flights. Can I, anybody else like flights in here? Okay. Um, I love flights. As a kid, though, like I was that kid that was like really scared of heights. I still low key am. But. Um, <laughs> I would like start shaking at takeoff, like, and my stomach would start flipping, my hands would get sweaty, and I'd be like, for the love of God, can we please stop this? Like, and then we would get to the middle, and then the middle was the safest place for me. Like in the middle, I found peace, I relaxed, I was good, I trusted that the pilot actually kn like knew how to fly the plane. Yeah. <laughs> but as an adult, like something switched. Like I, I don't like the middle anymore. And I think it's just because I, it became mandatory. Like, it's something that we actually have to do. Yeah. For example, I'm about to describe some flights. And if this, if this relates to you, I want you to laugh at home. I want you to laugh in the room. Chris, you can laugh back there, bro, because you know what I'm about to say. a good amen. Why is there a baby on every flight? Okay, like, like, let's talk about it. There's always a baby crying on every flight. And I don't know if they get extra points for your flight stuff, but... I'm just going to start bringing an extra baby. I don't know. <laughs> the worst part, though, is like you get hot, then you get cold on the plane, so you take off your hoodie, or you put on a hoodie, then you take it back off so you get hot again, and then the person sitting next to you 
I've had them ask me a thousand questions. Like they just start playing a game. So where are you from? What's your favorite scent? Like all these random questions. And in the middle of that, you get up and you're like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Now don't, okay, listen. This is so real, guys. When you stand up to go to the bathroom in a plane, the amount of shade that is thrown your way. Like you stand up, everybody knows. What's this guy doing? You don't use a bathroom on a plane. And so as you get up, you look down the aisle and the bathroom's like a mile away. Like, you know what I'm talking about? You just kind of look and it's just like, like it's just this long fight that you have. And as you walk, people are just looking up. Soundproof headphones, they just know someone's there. Like they just look up. And so once you get to the bathroom, that's not even the worst part. It's once you get to the bathroom, you open up the door and it's the size of a high school locker. You're like, no one can actually go to the bathroom in here. The guy sitting next to the bathroom's like, what's going on there? Kind of thing. Like, like it is not fun and I get I have these weird frustrations with flights that have just come to the surface and I clearly need like inner healing or something, I don't know. Um, but why is the middle mandatory? That's the question I have. Why is the middle mandatory? And I think I can actually answer this question. Like I think I'm confident enough to say that the middle makes your takeoff and your landings possible, right? If there was no middle, if you got on a plane and were trying to get to point Z or to your destination, if there was no middle, you would not get there. And so oftentimes I think I find myself thinking that the middle is actually just unknown. Yeah. Like, would you agree with me on that? Like, mm -hmm. when you get caught in the middle, like, it's an unknown place. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think as an adult, like, it's become so intimidating if I have the wrong perspective of the middle. Yeah. I think it's easy to look around the world right now and be like, we're caught in the middle of chaos. How do we get out? Yeah. The middle seems unknown. Mm -hmm. But there's something that I was just, like, talking to the Lord about the other day. I felt like he said... The middle is only unknown to you. It's concrete to me. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. Now, for me, it was always painted this picture of this mystical thing of, like, there's dense fog, and you see this little step. You don't know if it's a step or a ledge, and everyone's like, just take the step, bro. <laughs> like, just trust. And I'm like, that's not me. Yeah. But what is me is knowing that the unknown is concrete to God. Yeah. That, like, no matter what's about to happen to him, yeah. he already knows what your step is going to be. Yeah, that's so good. And so for me, I think it's, it's really taking a step back in this mandatory middle and realizing it is not unknown. Like your wedding is not unknown. Yeah. Like God actually knows exactly when you say I do what's going to happen. Yeah. Like he knows the whole process. Ethan, he knows the whole photography business, which shout out to Ethan. He's amazing. <laughs> but he knows like what high school is going to look like for you. My, he knows what your freshman year of college is going to look like for you. Yeah. And Brandon, he knows what it looks like for um, having a family and, and being an amazing leader. Like he knows what this uncertain time is actually going to be. Um, but I think we have to realize that when he says he's the author and finisher of our faith, yeah. it doesn't mean he's not in the middle. So I think good. I find him more in the middle. Would you agree? Like, I don't, when he gives me a destination, I find him more in the process. Mm -hmm. And I think we got to stop shying away from the process. So yeah. let's jump back in John chapter 11. I'm going to summarize this part because this is where, if you've ever read John chapter 11, there's a lot of he said, she said. Martha says, <laughs> Jesus said. Lord said, Martha says. It's obnoxious. So what's happening is, is people are gathering from all over to comfort Martha and Mary. And so this is what happens. Jesus picks up. We're in uh, verse chapter, or verse or chapter 11, verse 20, it says, So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met with him, and Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, here it goes, guys, Lord, if you know, uh, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But not, even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. <laughs> Martha said to him, I know that this will rise again on the day of resurrection. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. 
and everyone who lives believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. And I think at this point, we can all agree that everyone thought this was the end of the story. Do you see how she said, if you would have been here, he'll raise up later? They are saying, this is the end of the story. There is no middle. But this is what's interesting to me. Whatever we qualify as the end, I think Jesus is calling it the middle most of the time. I think that's where our perspective actually needs to shift. Yeah, and that's the missing ingredient when we look at this messy, mandatory middle. It's that we're actually not alone in this. We're jumping right Mm -hmm. back into John 11. And it says, now when Mary came to where Jesus was, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came also weeping, he was deeply moved and his spirit was greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid them? And Mm. they said, Lord, come and see. And this is the, guys, if you want to memorize a verse right now, I can Mm. help you out. John 11, 11, 35 is your verse. Simple, easy, Jesus wept. (laughs) Jesus wept. And honestly, this is a profound two words because I actually feel like it gives us permission in the middle to feel. Yeah, it's so good. Not only to feel in the middle, like have real emotions, Mm -hmm. but that he is actually in the middle with us wherever we are feeling with us. In Romans uh, 12, 15, it says that he weeps with those who weep. And this is so important. Yeah. And can I just be real for a moment? Mm -hmm. We are at that phase in buying a house. We are weeping with those who weep. We just told the staff on Tuesday as we were talking that after so much of this process, we finally put an offer in our house. And just a little bit after that, we got the call. Yep, we got the call. Hey, we decided to go with somebody else's offer. Mm -hmm. Gut wrenching. Yeah. I mean, real tears. Mm -hmm. Genuinely feeling like, I was frustrated. wow, I can't yeah. believe this happens. I can't believe that we find ourselves here. And honestly, today, I have to remind myself. Today, I want to remind you that you are not alone in the middle. Yeah. There is actually something else added to the mix. There's mm-hmm. actually someone else added to this equation. Mm-hmm. Because when Jesus so is in the middle, the middle becomes yeah. miraculous. Let's pick back up into this story and we see Jesus go over to the tomb and he's, he's gathered all the people and he tells Martha, roll the stone away. And she responds in such a funny way. And honestly, I feel it so much right now, <laughs> more than right. ever. Right. She says in, in, verse, uh, in verse 39, she says, uh, Jesus says to take the stone away. Martha's response yeah. is, Lord, by this time there would be an odor for he has been dead for four days. Can I be honest right now? Mm-hmm. This house right now, it stinks. stinks. This process, <laughs> it stinks. Yeah. It feels like it's been yeah. dead for four days. Yeah. It's just painful. But this is Jesus, such a kind, um, loving response. Yeah. He says to her, um, he says, where am I? Here we go. <laughs> what does Jesus say in these moments? <laughs> he says, did I not tell you that if you believed, mm. you would see the glory of God? Yeah. We could say it like this. Did I not tell you that if you trusted, you would see the glory of God? That's good. I'm so thankful that we have a God who we can trust. And and then he says, he lifts his eyes to the Father and says, thank you that you have heard me. (laughs) I'm so thankful he hears us. Even when we're complaining, even when we're crying, even when we feel stuck in the middle. We've said a simple prayer throughout this whole process that, Lord, I think even mothers and fathers need homes. Mm -hmm. It's a simple prayer, but I'm so thankful he hears us. And he says, I know that you've always heard me, 
But I say this on the account of people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. He said these things and cried out with a loud, a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the man who was dead came out and his hands and feet were bound with linen strips and his face wrapped in cloth. And Jesus said, unbind him and let him go. Man, this is my favorite so part good. of the story. Like, I can see everyone's face. It's like, okay, Jesus, <laughs> yes. I see you, Jesus. Yes. Like, do you, Jesus? Like, yeah. this is such a critical so part of the story. And I want to put it this way. Like, when, when the sisters were putting a period in this story, God was actually placing a comma. Yeah, so good. And I think it's so easy for us to actually, in our stories, want to place periods where Jesus is actually saying, no, I'm placing a comma. And I think the reality is, is that during COVID-19 and all these things that are happening, we've been placing periods left and right. No, nope, yeah. it's over, it's over, it's over. Like there have been so many relationships that have been broken that we've put periods in that God's going, Ethan, there's only a comma, bro. Yeah, that's so Like good. don't stop. Like Maya, there's relationships that you've gone through that's like, don't put a period, Maya, put a comma. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's like the reality of the God we serve is he's the God of the comma, not the period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we think that like he, he's like, no, it's over. Like the cross to us was like the end it was the middle for him. Yeah, that's so good. Like, we thought, oh, it's so the good. end. It's, it's the end. He's like, no, this is the middle. This is where you get to live. Yeah. And so I think the reality is it's like, with COVID, I'm going to, I might have to put this iPad down. Brandon already sees, Brandon already sees my feet, my Pentecostal, my Pentecostal's coming out. Yeah. But what we see with COVID is I've seen so many people say, well, this is something we've never seen in the world. And my perspective is this is, we're about to see a healing we've never seen in the world. Yeah. Like, it's not... Oh, COVID, COVID. To me, it's healing, healing that's yeah. about to take place. So good. Racial injustice is insane in our land right now. It's dividing nations and families and friends. And we keep talking about, but I'm thinking, man, what kind of unity is God wanting to birth in this earth? Yeah. We're seeing a symptom of a birth. Like that's what we're seeing is something is going to happen. Yeah. And for me, I get excited about it. Yeah. Because if I've placed a period and he's placed a comma, I'm going, what's next? Yeah. If the unknown is next, it's concrete to him. Let's do this. Yeah. That's like, so good. that is such a good thing. I know this house felt like a period for me. I'm going to be real honest. A huge period. Like, when they said, like, we're going with someone else, I was like, man, you won't fight? Like, <laughs> all the work I put in for this. Yeah. And I felt like the was like, yeah, all the work you put in for this yeah. wasn't all the work I put in for this. Yeah, come on. I got a comma here. Yeah. So I still got work to do. Yeah. And the beauty is we don't actually have to muster up this faith. Yeah. Like, it's not something we have to, like, try to figure out or, like, Mm -hmm. I just have to have enough faith for this. It's actually leaning into the fact that he is forever faithful. And it's not like we have to do this trying trust. Like, I just got to try harder to trust. I just got to try to trust more. It's that we lean into the fact that he is trustworthy. That means he's worthy of all of our trust. Mm -hmm. So it's as simple as leaning in and saying, Lord, you actually have this. Yeah. And, and so I think for me, I want to ask all of us a question. It's a question I asked myself while we were prepping uh, this message. Um, was where have we placed a period where Jesus is calling it a comma? Yeah. Where have you said in your life, this is a period, and Jesus is actually saying, no, this is a comma. So good. And there's more to come. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And honestly, we have to remember that if it feels messy, yeah. if it feels mandatory, yep. it's the middle. It's called the middle. <laughs> And with Jesus in the middle with us, it becomes miraculous. So get ready. It's about to get good. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.